Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts is still one of the biggest buys in Dynasty despite a poor season. We will explain why on this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Check out her work at Behind the Steel Curtain and Pro Football Focus. On today's show, we are recapping the 2023 season from the Philadelphia Eagles talking about the biggest sells, uh, the biggest guys that you should be buying in the offseason, who lost value, and so much more. But, Kate, I want to start with Jalen Hurts because I think on the field, not talking about fantasy or dynasty, his stock around the NFL really dropped, right? I, I think people had him as maybe a top-five quarterback going into the end of the year, and then I just saw our friends at the 33rd team ranked him as the 14th-best quarterback in the NFL coming out of the season but you and I are both in agreement that you should be buying Jalen Hurts in Dynasty, right? Yeah, and Marcus, I mean, I think you kind of put that discrepancy, you know, perfectly, right? There sometimes is a stark difference in what we see from these players on the field versus what they're actually producing for fantasy football. And I think a great example of that is, you know, again, sort of this perception that Jalen Hurts had a down year. He had nine finishes as a top five quarterback this year. He finishes the overall QB two in fantasy football and wasn't so healthy in the second half of the season. We saw a, a small dip in production after their uh, week 10 bye. But I think all in all, you walk away with a QB two finish like with that mobility with the upside he has as a passer when this this team is in a, a better position I mean it, we can talk all day about what happened with this Eagles team I don't know really where you can start a lot of you know things went wrong on the defense I don't know how much that really impacts the offense but also it, it, sometimes it just felt like the chemistry was off on this entire roster in 2023. And I think Jalen hurts his health. I think all of that played a huge part of that. Devonta Smith wasn't fully healthy. Like, do you think health played a part in this? Oh, absolutely. He couldn't run. Like he couldn't scramble at all. And a lot of his game is built on being able to run. This is why Kate, I went, I was looking at the, uh, the ADP for quarterbacks a couple days ago when you and I were getting ready to do the show. And I legitimately thought, okay, hey, I think this might be the time to buy Jalen Hurts because obviously people are going to have Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson coming off his MVP season uh, ranked ahead of him. Not the case. Not the case at all. <laughs> On Dynasty League football right now, he's being drafted as the QB2 only behind Patrick Mahomes. And yet, I'm still buying because this is he was as banged up as you're going to see a quarterback. There was a good month stretch, Kate, where he couldn't move and still was producing. Now he got I think he gets an upgrade in Kellamore as the offensive coordinator. The weapons are going to be there. 
I, I just don't see him having a worse season than what he had last year. And that wasn't a bad season at all from a fantasy perspective. And I mean, you look at his safety as, you know, from a, like a contract perspective, Marcus, like Jalen hurts, he's 25 years old. He just signed a five year, $255 million contract just last off season. So like, let's not forget he is, in this for the long haul, the Eagles are tied to Jalen Hurts for the foreseeable future. I mean, even heading into 2027, Marcus, he carries $44 million in dead cap. Like, the Eagles are stuck, right? Like, regardless of how you want to paint this picture. But, I mean, we've said it time and time again, that stability factor that you get via a contract that kind of snipes a, a team in regardless of how things go like they are building this franchise around Jalen Hurts I don't think that's a question mark obviously they don't have a ton of answers on the defense either which you can revitalize that defense they obviously have a lot of strengths on the defensive line but Marcus if they don't find some answers in the secondary quickly that could put Jalen Hurts in a position to keep on throwing that ball mm. uh and Coming back, getting that mobility back, like the the knee injury definitely doesn't just play a part in like his production as a rusher, right? It also changes the way that he and defenses approach him as a passer because a lot of that efficiency that he he earns as a passer comes based on that mobility. So like we can go chicken chicken to the egg or chicken, which came first, chicken or the egg, but like, you know, even Jalen Hurts' ability as a passer kind of lives and dies on those legs and being able to set up that dual threat ability. Like that, that is so key. Now, I mean, yeah, I, I think there's no questions about what to do with Jalen Hurts. He is, you know, when healthy, a top three quarterback. When not healthy, he's a top six at worst. Crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Now, just to be transparent, I would still take Josh Allen over mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts in my dynasty leagues. I just think there's a little bit more consistency there. Uh, but I'm absolutely willing to pay whatever it costs to go get Jalen Hurts. I, I just think the floor is so ridiculously high because of the rushing touchdown potential. Um, I, I also just really trust this Philadelphia organization to like get things figured out. They're not going to be happy with this team slumping and the way that they finished the year. So go buy Jalen Hurts, even despite the bad season, because as you mentioned, Kate, even when he's hurt and not playing well, it's QB six, right? I mean, that's that's just such a luxury to have a quarterback like that. Oh, for sure. And I mean, Marcus, from like a contract perspective, he's with his top two wide receivers, you know, at least through the 2026 season, AJ Brown under contract uh, through 2027. Uh, Devont or he will become a free agent in 2027. Devonta Smith set to become a free agent in 2026. Um, it, TBD, obviously that is a long way down the road, but if we're even looking at just, you know, value over the next two years, he's got his playmakers there. Yeah. So we discussed the player that we're going to try to buy this off season is Jalen Hurts, but who was the one player that saw their stock increase the most with the Philadelphia Eagles during the 2023 season. We will get to him next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. What a football game that was on Sunday. 
But as usual, the commercial stole the show in my book. DoorDash went all out for game day, and they DoorDash stuff from all of the ads to one lucky winner, cars, snacks, even tax software. Somehow they pulled it off. I'm a little bummed that I didn't win, but I got to hand it to them. To hand it to them. It was one heck of a delivery. DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs from restaurants to groceries to flowers and gifts. So the next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered. Whenever you're having a watch party or if you're having people over, or you're just having you know you and your spouse watching a, a show together, get it all delivered with DoorDash. Football season might be over, but we're in the thick of basketball season, the school year, and winter. I can think of a million reasons daily to order DoorDash. Hop on the app and make your day just a little bit easier. Get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize for your uh, sad friends in San Francisco. All on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app to get everything you need delivered. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, Kate, who is the one player in your eyes that you believe that you believe gained the most dynasty value this season? I've got to give a shout out to my guy, DeAndre Swift, who might not be back with the Eagles. So maybe I had a little bit of a loophole here because he's heading free agency, just wrapped up his rookie contract. And Marcus, he did it with a bang, did it absolutely with a bang, had the best season of his career with the Philadelphia Eagles, over 1,200 scrimmage yards, six touchdowns, had plenty of stolen goal line touches due to that tush push. I don't think there's anybody here, it, you know, approaching free agency that maybe did more for their stock in free agency than DeAndre Swift did this season. I agree. I mean, he answered all of the questions. Remember when people were really excited about Rashad Penny signing with the Eagles and how he was going to be the featured back? You remember those conversations? Yeah. Uh, by what? By week three, Rashad Penny wasn't even part of the game plan at all. Like completely took over this backfield. I know there were people out there that thought Kenny Gainwell could potentially eat into some of his touches. Didn't happen. DeAndre Swift looked absolutely amazing. Uh, started to score some rushing touchdowns. Even became a little bit involved as a receiver. Not only did he increase his dynasty value, I think he increased his value across the NFL. I think there's going to be a lot of teams this offseason in free agency, Kate, that look at DeAndre Swift and think, hey, prove that he could stay healthy, put him on a good team, and he's still one of the top 10, top 12 running backs in the league. Yeah, average 4.5 yards per carry this year. Again, not the, the best touchdown production, but second most yards after contact per attempt in his career, career highs and missed forced tackles, runs of, of 10 plus yards. Like, Can we I mention why he didn't have the rushing touchdowns? Uh, that tush push baby the, the tush I, push. and that's and that's the thing like if 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 deandre swift leaves and goes somewhere else you got to imagine that he's just going to get a big bump in rushing touchdowns just because 
he's not a team that's not going to do the tush push anytime they get inside like the 30 yard line. They could, they could try to do the tush push, but they probably wouldn't be successful. No. And now heading into free agency, I mean, Marcus, there are a ton of running back needy teams where DeAndre Swift could feasibly come in and immediately have an absolute workhorse role. I mean, take your pick, Ravens, Eagles. Uh, you know, if he wants to return, that's fine, but I I hope he doesn't. Texans, Titans, Vikings. Like, there are a million options for DeAndre Swift. Chargers, like, take your pick. What do you think, what fit would be the best for DeAndre Swift in terms of seeing a massive jump in his dynasty value? Because Marcus, like, He's got a lot left in the tank. Obviously, one of our biggest gripes of his time with the Lions was that he didn't get to touch the ball enough. Part of that was, uh, you know, obviously health issues, but he looked healthy this year. So where do you hope to see he goes in order to, like, I don't know, maybe jump into the top 12 dynasty running backs? It's mm. a good question. I, I, I think the Cowboys are a really interesting fit because I don't believe they're going to bring back Tony Pollard. Uh, I don't think they want to spend the maybe eight to $10 million per year. That's going to cost to get Tony Pollard, but maybe Deandre Swift goes for four and a half or 5 million. And it's just a way to still get a quality running back, but maybe pay half the price. I think that one makes a ton of sense. And then the chargers is the other one that I'm looking at Kate. Like I don't think Austin Eckler is going to be back. Um, but they've got to do something there. And I, I think pairing DeAndre Swift with Justin Herbert makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I I talked about uh, this fit of DeAndre Swift with the Chargers here. That's my favorite spot. And, you know, a lot of that comes back to looking at what the Chargers did with Jim Harbaugh and Greg Roman all those years before back in San Francisco it was a run heavy offense. And I do think that that could be a really interesting fit. Obviously lots of running back vacated targets. We know Justin Herbert also uh, is no, not shy from targeting the running back position in the passing game. Uh, they've got questions at, at wide receiver. Maybe this is their pivot to being a run heavy team. Talked about this a, a lot on our mailbag with Matt episode here on Wednesday. So if you missed it, go back and check that out. That's my favorite fit personally. And I do think that this is an interesting uh, time where you could probably go out and, and target DeAndre Swift in the trade just because of the fact that obviously there are a million different landing spots, as we alluded to here, where DeAndre Swift could sign. There are a lot of teams in the market for a running back. There's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to running back free agency paired with the draft where there's not really a top guy, like the range of outcomes here for the running back market in 2024 are so wide that I do think it's going to suppress the value of all of these free agents in dynasty because of those uncertainties. DeAndre Swift has had quite the wild career in <laughs> dynasty leagues. October 21, 2021, excuse me, 3.5 was his ADP. And then even going into September 2022, a year later, 6.83 dropped a little bit. Kate, going into the season this year, 81.5 in your dynasty leagues. So you're talking about a, I mean, basically a 70 spot drop. And now it's 
It was up as high as 45 during the season in November. Now it's down to 63. Um, overall, his his value is still up. I think people are just waiting to see where he lands before they shoot him back up in their dynasty ranks. For sure. All right, let's uh, let's talk about somebody who saw the biggest decrease in their fantasy value this week or this year. There was actually several from this Eagles team as they faded down the stretch. Uh, but should you be buying or selling this player this offseason? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little bit further? Ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. That includes the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone to the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and the advanced available 4x4 capability. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. On today's show, we are breaking down this Eagles team from the 2023 season. Uh, faded down the stretch quite a bit, but still a very good team. But one player that just did not have a great fantasy season was Dallas Goddard. He struggled with an injury. Uh, he broke his was it his elbow, his forearm, came back. I don't know, man. This one, this one's tough because this was somebody who was routinely being drafted as a top six tight end at one point this year. And now he's seen his value drop all the way down to tight end 11. Yeah, very interesting year for Dallas Goddard. Actually managed a career high 87 targets this year, despite the fact that uh, yeah, dealing with that that forearm injury, missed some time. Averaged a career low 9.7 yards per reception. Had you know 613 receiving yards, four touchdowns. I think the biggest issue with Dallas Goddard in 2024 or 2023 was that efficiency. Um, posted a career low 1.3 yards per route run. Um, saw a dip in yards after the catch per reception. It, it contested catch rate, passer rating when targeted. It really was the efficiency that that took a big hit, which, you know, interesting. We saw, um, you know, an increase in his usage out of the slot, but didn't necessarily pay, uh, you know, pay those dividends that maybe we would have hoped. Um, he's 29 years old. He's never had more than, uh, what, five touchdowns in a season. I love Dallas Goddard. I think he's one of of just the the best and and just most solid receiving tight ends in the league. But he's aging. I think we've seen maybe to this point that the ceiling I don't think is ever really going to to pay out for Dallas Goddard at least not in any consistent way. What are we doing with Dallas Goddard? Nothing. 
I mean, you're not buying him. You're probably not selling him because you're not getting enough in a trade. Um, I think he's just going to be kind of stuck in that purgatory of like not an elite tight end, but not a bad tight end either. He's somebody that you have to roster, but you don't feel great about starting him any single week because not a lot of touchdown potential there because of Jalen Hurts rushing for every touchdown because there's two really good receivers on the outside. I feel like you're just waiting for somebody to leave on this offense, whether it's AJ Brown or Devonte Smith, because as the third banana on a team that just does not throw the ball a lot in the red zone, what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, you look at his production on a per game basis, again, obviously missed those. Uh, I think it was uh, three weeks. It was three weeks with that uh, broken forearm ranked 12th in fantasy points per game. And Marcus, let me tell you the razor between uh, the razor of margin uh, of production between Dallas Goddard and a guy like Darren Waller this year, who I think by all accounts, everybody would say had the worst possible season year. we could have yeah. imagined. The margin between them is razor thin uh, in terms of production this year. And I mean, Darren Waller, I, you know, again, for all the, the heat we want to give him, Average fewer or average more receiving yards per game than Dallas Goddard, more yards per reception, more targets per game. Like, and that's just to put it into perspective just how disappointing this year was for Dallas Goddard. Because I think if you swapped the names on those two guys, like, you know, it's just, it's an interesting dynamic. Now, I do think you're right. I think Dallas Goddard is probably in a position where. He's just kind of in a holding pattern, right? But maybe heading into 2024, we see some upticks in you know those those efficiency metrics, right? And maybe that will open up a, a sell window for you know dynasty managers looking to move on. I think purgatory is probably like the right word to use for Dallas Goddard right now. You can't do much with him, and you know he's. I think a high enough caliber tight end that you're, unless you have a, a top tier guy, you're probably starting him every other week. So like he's, he's a really challenging tight end to roster, I think at this point, but again, I think if there are improvements in this offense overall next year, I think that that could improve some of his efficiency, some of those disappointments that we saw. Um, and open up uh, some of that opportunity here for dynasty managers to escape. I will say, I, I think the addition of Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator is going to help Dallas Goddard a little bit. We saw what he did in Dallas with Dalton Schultz. Uh, and even before that with like Blake Jarwin and, and Jason Witten. Um, I do think that's going to help him a little bit, maybe just get an extra target or two per game. And sometimes that's, the difference between being tight end 12 and being tight end seven, right? It's just that one more target. So I do think that helps, but you mentioned the age, like he's 29. I know that's not ancient for a tight end, but we kind of what know what he is at this point. Like, I don't think he's all of a sudden going to blossom into the tight end two or three in dynasty. That's why Kate, I would much rather gamble on some of the tight ends that are being drafted below him. Like Jake Ferguson, who we mentioned on yesterday's show. Uh, I would rather take a shot on like Michael Mayer, who's being drafted as tight end 18. And if you want to even go down a little bit further, guys like Kate Otten or maybe Noah Gray. Uh, the, I'm not saying I would take Dallas Goddard over those guys, but 
I think I'm more interested in trying to acquire those players rather than Dallas Goddard. Yeah, again, I think it's it's not to say that what Dallas Goddard is isn't useful in its own way, but I, I think everybody knows that finding an edge at the tight end position can be a league breaker. That can be the difference between you winning or losing your leagues. And I think... Again, we we know exactly what the ceiling is for Dallas Goddard, and I don't think it's inside the top five. So, yeah, at this point in his in his career, I'd love to find a window where I can move on, and I wish him all the best. <laughs> what a nice way to say that you don't like Dallas Goddard. Uh, <laughs> I'm the same way. It's fun. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every single day. Again, go check out the channel on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Or download the podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are free and available on all platforms. Follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here on Monday. Enjoy your first Sunday without football, everybody.